Hey guys, this is your host, Franziska, and welcome back to the Hikers Anonymous podcast. On this podcast, I help share people's inspirational stories about how hiking, backpacking, and the outdoors changed their lives. If you have an inspirational story about how the outdoors positively impacted your life, please send a short synopsis to hikeoregon at hikeoregon.net and put in the subject line podcast guest. Today, I'm talking with Josie, who decided to live a nomadic life while she is young, and she has been working seasonal jobs at national parks for a few years now. In this episode, she gives us a little insight on what it's like to live and work inside national parks and how this has shaped her into the outdoors woman she is today. Okay, today I'm here with Josie. So exciting. Thank you so much for coming on. Yeah, thank you so much. It's going to be fun. Yeah, so I want to hear more about your story, kind of how, um, what your history is with the outdoors. Did you grow up enjoying the outdoors as a child? Um, yes, so I'm from Pennsylvania, and I grew up where there's the Pennsylvania Grand Canyon. It's a small, like, little tourist town, um, and I do wish that I was more apt to hiking back then, um, just because, like, my dad would always, like, want us to go hiking, and we're like, no, dad you're just gonna not do that but yeah so it's really nice we had that outlet because there's not really like that much to do in like small town mm-hmm. Pennsylvania um but then we were really pretty close to like Finger Lakes in New York State we're probably like an hour and a half away from like Watkins Glen if you've ever heard of mm-hmm. that but it's pretty epic pretty much surrounded by mountains so mm-hmm. naturally nice to have the outlet to get out there yeah but and nothing you're- like the real Grand Canyon. Right. (laughs) (laughs) And you're, so your parents were pretty outdoorsy and took Um, you guys camping or not so much? We would have gone camping more. My mom's Mm. not very outdoorsy. Mm. My dad is. So I feel like if they both were, we kind of probably would have done more. Mm -hmm. But like when I was 10, we went to New Hampshire and like summited uh, Mount Washington. Oh, wow. Yeah. So like our whole family went for that trip. I think it was like an eight hour drive. So it's like our first like real vacation. And um, our mom does not hike. So she drove up to the top and picked us up. So it all works out. You can drive to the top. That's crazy. It is cool. And then they have like some like little railroad up there. I think that's just for funsies. So in your email, you said that for the last like six years, you've been living a nomadic lifestyle and working kind of seasonal jobs throughout the country and exploring the outdoors. So tell us more about this exciting lifestyle and how you started living this way. Yeah, so it is wild for sure. I just am always in some sort of transition going somewhere. I primarily like to stay in the Pacific Northwest. Every time I leave, I miss it. Mm -hmm. Um, But I first started doing seasonal work. I had a friend that worked in Mount Rainier um for the summer and she had like an internship through her college because she was studying hospitality in Pennsylvania um so I came out in 2016 Mm -hmm. and visited her so that's kind of how I knew that that world existed and then in 2017 I worked at Crater Lake so that's my first like seasonal job and I'm so grateful for that experience because I have so many friends in Oregon because of it and like most people that I worked with kind of like have stuck around so oh cool it's really nice to have like people to like hang out with and visit along the way Mm -hmm. and yeah Crater Lake is like I don't know southern Oregon feels like home to me Mm -hmm. for sure most recently being up in on the Olympic Peninsula at uh, Claylock um, for the summer you get to meet like all sorts of people oftentimes they have like housing so like you'll have like a roommate and Mm -hmm. you know you always hope 
So it's like always a big transition. Like my right. goal is to kind of like enhance the lifestyle of having more consistency within it. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, it's really hard to stop. I mean, how would I go get an apartment somewhere when I don't know I want to stay there? Like, right, sign a one year lease or something. It's right. like, oh, that feels like almost like you're trapped. <laughs> right. So you've been doing this for six years then. Um, seasonal being just summer and winter, or do you have like the in-between seasons too, or is that kind of when you travel and go adventure? It's pretty much when I travel. So yeah, it'll okay. be like the fall or mm -hmm. the spring, um, which like, I don't know if like you feel this way, but like Pacific Northwest, like even if you're not working a seasonal job, it's pretty seasonal. Mm -hmm. Like a lot of like, you know, restaurants or businesses will hire people seasonally. Right. Anyway. And it'll slow down kind of in the winter. That kind exactly. Of thing. Yeah. yeah. I wonder like, yeah, it's always interesting to see how people like make it through the winter because everything's just so Closed. much different. Yeah. yeah. It's like night and day for yeah. sure. Yeah. After Crater, I like moved to Portland. Mm -hmm. So that's like my true like home base. Um, and I, I lived in like Austin, Texas for like the next winter. So I was kind of going to cities and mm -hmm. taking a break from like the seasonal aspect. Okay. So um, you weren't like going to like a ski lodge and working winter. Right. Okay. But then I started going back to back. So I would go from okay. one seasonal job to another. That's kind of where things get crazy because mm -hmm. it's really hard to get your stuff together when you're in the middle of a transition. Right. Right. But yeah, as far as like ski resorts go, like I've worked at Timberline, oh, cool. um, Crystal Mountain a little bit, um, but I prefer like the parks. I think yeah, the in the vibe. summer. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Very cool. So at Crater Lake, do they have housing there? They do. Yeah. Okay. So they Interesting. Have, it's like as a tourist or like someone visiting, you don't like see any of that. So you're like, you have true, no yeah. idea that there's seasonal people that live at the park and all that that's very true yeah I mean if they didn't have it they wouldn't have any employees that's true because it's I mean the closest town is like Medford or Klamath Falls it's like, like two hours so far <laughs> that's true yeah it's so like at Crater so there's like the rim and then there's mm -hmm. Mazama so like there's like rim dorm and they say like call themselves like the rim rats and then like Mazama Lamas <laughs> oh that's know. funny it's, it's fun the year that I was there was like a really good year um, and like these, I don't know if you're like familiar with like the concessionaires that are mm -hmm. like in the park. So yeah. like I work for the concessionaires. I, I was listening to like the podcasts, both like your most recent ones. Mm -hmm. So I, the one girl kind of had worked in Umqua at like Bend. Yes. Um, and it seems like that is a bit more consistent. Mm -hmm. For service. Yeah. Yeah. But it can be pretty seasonal too, because she had, um, well, I, I've known a few people that work for the forest service and it's always like a seasonal contract. Right. And it's kind of hard to get that like permanent position. Right. Back to the concessionaire. Like when I was there, I was working for Zantero, which is this huge like corporation. Mm -hmm. And like now it's like Aramark that has taken over. So it's like when these concessionaires like do their transfer mm -hmm. um, of like they bid and they have their property for like 10 years, they don't right. really like, attention to detail of how they can smoothly like transition so it's just kind of it is sad that these corporations like don't have a care for like actually why they're in the park like mm -hmm. they could be like more sustainable and like really do yes. a better yes. job but i i'm still grateful to have like opportunity to like, get in there and yeah. live inside of the national park right. and be able to like hike all these trails right just the trails are just right there at your disposal which exactly. is so cool 
Wow. So you've probably hiked every trail in Crater Lake. <laughs> Actually, it's funny. Like when I, so Crater is my first season job. I didn't start. So the next summer I went to Glacier and that's when okay. I started backpacking. Amazing. But when I was at Crater, like my roommate and I, and we also worked together. We had the same days off. So we spent mm-hmm. like all of our time together. We would go somewhere every weekend and we yeah. would drive so far. Like one time we went up to Olympic, which is like oh, wow. eight hours away. Oh my God. <laughs> but I think that's when I discovered that there were like seven wonders mm-hmm. and we went to all of them. That oh, summer. that's cool. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. But I really, yeah, I have a hard time like limiting myself. Mm-hmm. So Right, right. It's like most well, people. Well, and, and once you're in that state, you know, if you're traveling to a new state and you're working there, it's like you kind of want to explore every aspect of the state mm-hmm. versus just that arc. Yeah. And I guess too, like you never really know like how, like, with all the different variables of being mm-hmm. somewhere, like, you don't know, like, if the job is going to end up not being good or if, like, right. you don't like people you're around. Like, I do like to honor, like, being somewhere if, for a commitment, but, mm-hmm. you know, if it's not going to really benefit me or, like, my mental health, like, I'm going right. to go. So, like, I never know how long I'll really truly be somewhere. So, yeah. like, I like to maximize the time and just, like, I know people during the work week usually don't really do as much because mm-hmm. they want to rest and stuff. Right. But I'll try to, like, what can I do before work? What can I yeah. do after work? Yeah. Because on my days off, I need to do this huge hike. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to travel. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot. But... So when you're traveling, do you live in a van or do you just, do you have a, a car that you've kind of set up for, um, for camping and living? I have had different cars along the way. <laughs> um, it's like pretty shocking. I still don't have a van. That would be super helpful. <laughs> right, right. I have this tiny car now. I have a Scion, mm-hmm. and it's like this little stick shift. Um, I had a friend selling a car in Portland. I just needed wheels. So, mm-hmm. but it's nice. This little hatchback. I have a roof rack. I'm going to nice. have my box on there. So, it, like, it will offer me, like, everything I need. Yeah, yeah. As far as, well, minus winter, but. That's a little harder with the yeah. car. Yeah. yeah. But I'm sure. hoping to, so, for winters, mm-hmm. like, I kind of have to manipulate myself to not be in a place like I could go south and like then go somewhere where there's no snow and like, mm-hmm. hike there right but I think it is nice to be up in the Pacific Northwest in the winter because it kind of forces you to like relax and ha- experience winter versus yeah. perpetual yeah because I'm not as motivated weather. to like get outside when it's raining or, or right. whatnot so it's actually pretty good yeah yeah Give your body some rest. Hibernation. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> totally. This podcast is sponsored by CS Instant Coffee, the best instant coffee on the trail. I am a huge coffee snob, and I've tried countless brands of instant coffees on the trail over the years. In 2019, I discovered CS Instant Coffee, and my friends can attest that I have been absolutely obsessed ever since. I take the awesome compostable CS coffee packets with me whenever I go car camping and backpacking, and they even come with me when I go snowshoeing in the winter as a nice warm drink to enjoy at lunchtime. If you haven't tried this incredible coffee yet, let CS Instant Coffee fuel your next adventure. Walk, hike, run, or bike over to the nearest place you have internet and go to www.csinstant.coffee. That's www.csinstant.coffee. So how has the outdoors helped shape you into the person you are today? I think just having the, the outlet to be... 
don't know, experiencing nature. Like I, I know like people like collect mushrooms and stuff mm -hmm. and like no, can name them all. And I, I've actually started doing like trail work. Mm -hmm. So I think the more I spend time outside and the more I learn, the more I can appreciate it. It does change you. Like it's certainly up to you. Mm -hmm. I think. And doing trail work, I think, makes well even collecting mushrooms and and berries and foraging and all that gives you such a great connection with that area. You know, you're like, yeah, man, I worked on this trail. Like now you have a real connection to this trail versus just hiking it and enjoying it. Right. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And every time I'm like hiking on a trail now, I'm like, man, they really could have swept this up a little bit more. <laughs> like, I wish I had a rake right now. It's really funny. Oh, and I think it's funny. cool to see how like people that are older than me too, like are still just like getting outside. They're just mm -hmm. like well-oiled machines, just mm -hmm. like carrying these tools out there. I'm oh like, yeah. Some of the saws I yeah. see, I'm like, they're huge. Yeah, they have them like the size of this table. It's crazy. Six foot saws. I'm like, wow. But it makes sense. Some of the trees that fall down are huge. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I mean, you have to. In Olympic, that's where I've done like some of the trail work. Um, those trees are like ancient, you know, old growth. Yeah. Gigantic. Yeah. And the one like uh, fell onto a bridge crossing a river. So like they had to, it didn't totally take out the bridge. So they were fixing the handrail. So we actually like cut down a cedar tree and like shaved off the bark mm -hmm. and then used it as the railing. Oh, wow. So it's just like, wow, you're that's just, cool. yeah. And I would have just mind blown instantly. And this is just like yeah. knowledge that people have to share and right. help the forest. So yeah, being in it is just like the way to go, I think. Very cool. Very cool. How has your hiking journey changed from the beginning? Just more miles. <laughs> ah, okay. Yeah. I mean, when I worked at Glacier, so that's when I first started backpacking. And I was seeing this guy who, like, I learned a lot from him. He had hiked, like, on the Appalachian Trail. Mm -hmm. And, like, just, you know, what gear you should have. And, right. Like, this summer, I was able to, like, upgrade my gear. So that feels pretty good. Nice. Like, adding more miles, I have this, like, heavier stuff. And I'm like, man, I really wish that this was easier. So yeah. just kind of... Yeah, figuring out how to enhance things is is cool. But yeah, when I worked at Glacier, just like any hike there, I don't, have you been to Glacier? I have not. Okay. Well, every hike there, it's like at least five miles, you know, yeah. maybe 10. So oh, wow. Just so they're, they're longer, they're harder. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So you have to get used to that. And mm -hmm. then once you know you're going to be hiking longer, then you're like, you know, I could be out here. Mm -hmm. um, I do really appreciate day hiking because there's a lot of a difference in having yes. a full pack. Oh, for sure. But it is it is really nice to like backpack, especially when you have all the stuff that's just already ready there. You just have to have food. And yeah. of course, like I know you were talking about like having the essentials at mm -hmm. all times. And like I do now carry like my little first aid and my day pack. Yeah. And yeah. <laughs> always have my raincoat. So yeah, you never know. <laughs> One thing I appreciate about backpacking though is uh, versus day hikes is you really get to um, like you get to see the sunset and then the sunrise and, and unless obviously you get up at like 3am and day hike, you're not yeah. going to see those things and experience like the lake at sunset versus ah, I just hike to the lake, get to enjoy it for lunch and then have to turn back for sure. Which is sometimes I get to a lake. I'm like, Oh man, I wish I was backpacking. This is so right. beautiful. And then you're like driving home and you're like, wow, this is a really nice sunset. That would be really nice. Right? At lake. the lake. <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's so hard to 
it's nice though, you know, to have the freedom to be yeah. able to do that. It would be, it is a trek though. It's a commitment mm -hmm. to, to do it. So you're like working for that view and yep. the sunset. So yeah, it's pretty cool. So speaking of miles and stuff, and since you're kind of flexible, I guess, you know, you're not like stuck in like a career type, you know, situation. Have you ever considered doing a through hike of some sort? I have thought about it. I mean, I've worked at like various places along the PCT. Mm -hmm. I mean, glaciers along the Continental Divide Trail mm -hmm. and the Pacific Northwest Trail. It's just crazy how many trails there are. But I think that six months on the trail is a long time. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. I've done like 10 days on the uh, Arizona Trail. Oh, and that cool. was the longest that I've hiked. Um, I think I could probably do like a 200 mile trail. Mm -hmm. I'm pretty good about that. Yeah. Something like the John Muir or something, or like a section of PCT or yeah, something exactly. like that. Yeah, exactly. Or, or maybe like, like I know that Arizona Trail is like 800 miles. Mm -hmm. so like that yeah. theoretically would take like two months. Mm -hmm. And that would be like really good for me, like transitionally, like season, like in That's true. Seasons. That's so true. That would, even as a seasonal worker, like, Doing a, a through hike really isn't realistic. Like, no, because so no, you'd miss the summer season entirely. Yeah. So yeah, you'd have to save up some money to be able to do yeah. that for sure. And and like just also shipping food and stuff. Mm -hmm. Like I take medication every day, and then I also have like medications that I take every week. Oh That's gosh, like so kind the of, logistics of that. Yeah. And you can only get like a month supply for like those weekly medications because right. they're so expensive right and i would i'd have to carry some of that with me and then i'd have to have it shipped so it just yeah. i think two months would probably be mm -hmm. like a good max for me yeah yeah and a good like try it out see you know if you really loved it maybe you could yeah. see how that would work with your medication and all that yeah, very you true. Know, like yeah. if you're like, man, after these two months, I just I want to stay out here. I want to do a through hike. Let's see if I can make it work. Right. But I do think one of my favorite things about hiking is finishing a hike and being mm -hmm. like, I'm gonna go get a burger <laughs> right. and right. a shake or something like just a shower. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then just like put your windows down. You got like the wind going, mm -hmm. and then you have like the feeling of like, oh, I just did that. That was, and then you can start reflecting and while you're enjoying a nice time right off the mountain amenities yeah what's the <laughs> longest hike that you've done like as far as like backpacking goes um 110 miles okay yeah i've done that twice okay and so i've never that... gone more than that was that one trail i think it that was piece part of the pct okay. yeah yeah nice. both times yeah i know that you've done like a lot in like southern oregon i love the southern oregon pct mm -hmm. it's like the amazing Sky Lakes Wilderness. Mm -hmm. yeah, I was, that was yeah, that epic. was the last section that I did in July at the end of the July. Okay, and this it, year. Oh, it was so beautiful. It's Just awesome. Hiking through there, I was like, oh my god. My favorite drive is like that drive going from Highway 62 down through like by Lake Klamath Lake. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. It's so beautiful because then when you're coming up it too, you can see like all the peaks around Trinity. Gosh, it's so special. Yeah, no, Southern Oregon is. It's beautiful. I love it. <laughs> so what's currently one of your favorite things about being in the outdoors and hiking and backpacking? I like being away from people. <laughs> <laughs> like I know a lot of hikes are pretty like populated, mm -hmm. but like if you go early enough or you know, if you know where or midweek. Yeah, or midweek, mm -hmm. or if you go like to the places that people just aren't 
Yeah, I do like the solitude, especially like with the seasonal work, you know, you are in parks, like crowded with all these people right. and like I'm generally like working in a restaurant and like serving people, which yeah, I really do like the job. It's fun, but yeah, it's nice and to get And you get, get to away. probably meet people from all over the world, which is mm -hmm. cool. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty fun for yeah. sure. And it's a good job. Yeah. 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 And then, yeah, having that experience be able to just like pop into another place or like oh you've done this you know exactly what to do I'm like yes yeah. you want me at your park yeah <laughs> that's awesome that's awesome what place are you gonna work at next do oh, you gosh. know yet oh my gosh I have no idea okay um I was actually thinking about maybe laying low this winter mm -hmm. um I don't really want to go to a ski resort mm -hmm. um I might caretake a property actually Okay. kind of like a work away yeah um, yeah which is new for me um but it would not pay me so oh so just be basically paying for your living exactly yeah just okay. kind of somewhere to be but also like learning more you know i'd be like i have to take care of like the chickens and like there's mm -hmm. um an airbnb on property so i'd clean that okay um so i'd have things to do um and i could have my dog there so that's another thing like traveling with a dog oh, or a pet yeah. you know it's very limiting yeah you know as awesome as the lifestyle is there's some compromise for yeah sure. yeah but yeah i think that's probably my move and then maybe come january i'll probably look into starting something up again because we all need money <laughs> how far ahead of time do you have to like apply to these seasonal jobs um that's a great question because like if you wanted to do the summer at mm -hmm. let's say crater lake like when would you apply for that generally like january february oh wow so that soon work. yeah yeah, and just far out commit to like May. I mean, most places May is when they start, or okay. April would be like an earlier start date. But okay, like usually like Glacier or Crater or you know, kind of when spring is here mm -hmm. and they're planning on. There's possibly... still so much snow at Crater Lake in May. It's like ah, it's <laughs> wild to me. I I think it's wild that they keep Crater Lake open year round. Yeah, yeah, and then other places close. Like, mm -hmm. uh, have you ever been up to like Solduck? Mm -mm. So there's hot springs there, and like they close, but they could be open. They could be open in the yeah. winter. I mean, not as many people go to Crater Lake in the winter, but like you can snowshoe, and it's, it's true. really beautiful. And it is. It's still worth the drive up there yeah. on a clear day. Yeah, on a clear day. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. But I have like people. So like when I worked at Crater, I got there in April, which like. It was a record snowfall. Right, 2016, right? yeah. Yeah, 2017. Seven, okay. Yeah. 2016 uh, and 17 were both pretty high snow years. Yeah. I I wish I remember the amount of feet that they got, but it was a lot. There were like 20-foot snowballs. Like, when we first wow. got there, like, the Rim Gift Shop yeah. had snow covering the second story. So you, if you're upstairs, you couldn't see out. So oh it was pretty epic. And that takes forever to melt. Like, this year, there was still snow towards the end of July um and I was like okay I'm doing my hike soon like yeah. I'm a little nervous is there gonna be snow on the trail um I did see some snow patches at the end mm -hmm. of like literally the last two days of July I was there did you go with I, anybody else you no know, I was solo nice. but there's so many through hikers so I bet yeah like I was a PCD yeah. yeah, and a lot of them were like flip flopping because of the Sierra being like uh, still snowed in. Um, so there was like, gosh, the whole 
you know how there's a PCT camp site mm -hmm. at Crater Lake. Yes. Um, that whole site was just packed. Like it was hard to find somewhere to put your tent because mm -hmm. there was so many through hikers because well. it was the time where southbound and northbound mm -hmm. hikers just were coming through at the same time. It was wild. I've never yeah. seen so many PCT hikers in one area besides like the PCT days festival, whatever. It That's was crazy. Super interesting to you, like with PCT, like or any through hike, especially the PCT though, with all the wildfires and the snow. Mm -hmm. Like even if you spend all your time planning, you could do it all right and still oh, not yeah. be able to like complete the trail. Like yeah. I think it's just so hard for nowadays reasons. for sure. Yeah, with all the fires, it's just getting worse every year. I, I feel bad for through hikers because it's really it's hard. Really very difficult and even like in 2017 there was a big fire in the park mm -hmm. and, like, yes the hikers yes. were rerouted they couldn't hike on that section of pct so they were like yep. hiking on like the rim road or i nothing. hiked through that burn scar it was oh, awful it was yeah. awful <laughs> it's not fun no and that's like on the north side of the park i think south okay south yeah because i yes. hiked through the burn coming into the park Okay. Yeah. A lot of down trees and stuff. Yeah. Like, I mean, may, it's mainly as soon winter there. All as the time, you so. exit the park boundaries, the down trees are crazy. Wow. Like, you can tell as soon as you enter, like, there was a sign, Welcome to Crater Lake National mm -hmm. Park boundary here. You had to, like, sign the little register that you're entering the park. As soon as I entered the park, oh, the trail was wonderful. No more down trees all well maintained i was like oh this is wonderful and then yeah just as soon as you exit that it was awful oh, <laughs> like, oh. so what is a message you would like to share with the listeners gosh this is so i got all these questions and i was on the road when i was looking at mm -hmm. them so i haven't really I was like i'm just gonna answer them when I'm there. Yeah. And I, yeah. This one, I was like, okay, I think <laughs> I'm just going to give you a quote. I think yes. this is Dr. Dre. He said this out okay. in the music, music awards. Um, that's besides the point, but that inspiration is one of my favorite words. And it's what I'm always in search of reach for your greatness and demand that from everyone around you. Don't compromise your vision, pursue quality over quantity and remember that everything is important. I love that. Yeah. Just kind of like, I don't know. And I kind of want to relate that to like a lot of times I'll get to like a, a seasonal place or something and it's like always so variable. Um, but like if the status quo is like not really what I'm about, like mm -hmm. I'm okay with just kind of doing my own thing, like wherever I go. Like I love community, but if it's like the community is not for me, then I'm fine with not being a part of it. Yeah. And I think people have a really hard time with that because mm -hmm. they just want to like fit in, involved yeah. and fit in. And it's just like life is not about fitting in it's about like keeping it moving yeah. and enjoying yourself yeah having quality times mm -hmm. and yeah deciding whether things are worth it or not and like yeah. not putting too much pressure and if it feels like there's pressure like just do your own thing mm -hmm. and be fine with that just kind of like you know you go hike on the PCT by yourself if you're waiting for another person you would never do it yeah, well, that happened, actually. I was supposed to go with a friend, and then uh, she couldn't go. And I was like, in the past, you know, before I started solo hiking and solo backpacking, I that's I would have done that. I would have just canceled the trip and not gone. Right. But I was like, no, I'm going to go. I'm going to get it done. And 
definitely. And you talk to people along the way. It's yeah. not like you're ever like truly alone. Not so. during that season. No. Yeah. Now, if you do it, you know, now it's, it's kind of a lonely trail, especially mm-hmm. in Oregon. There's really no through hikers now, but that's true. Because yeah. they're like done or finishing. Yeah, a lot of them have finished and they're going back to the Sierra because most of I would say 85% of through hikers skipped the Sierra this year. Oh, wow. So that's why they were in going through just Oregon so early. All the snow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It was just so dangerous. And so wow. if you just had no snow experience, people were just, okay, I'll go, you know, in the fall. Yeah. So they're yeah. finishing and then heading back to do the Sierra section. Yeah. It doesn't like even the through hike, yeah, it doesn't really even make sense because it's never yeah. a through hike anymore yeah. that's the thing because it's even like, if you were to like walk, like you know you start south so you're yeah. in the desert so you can hit the mountains when the snow's not there but yeah. it's like you don't start washing it because all the snow's there you wouldn't start in the sierras right there. yeah right um, no it's hard it's hard, it's really <laughs> hard. <laughs> well i love that quote that was awesome yeah well thank you so much for sharing yeah thank a you a little bit of your your life and journeys and yeah, it was great to meet you. I definitely, like, when I was at Crater and mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I have all this, like, random knowledge now of, like, all these areas yeah. because I explore so quickly. Yeah. And I was like, I could totally, like, write a book. And I was like, no, somebody's doing it. Um, <laughs> now you're doing it full time. So, like, I'm super happy for you that you oh, found, you. like, because now you're over. You were living in Bend, now you're in Eugene, right? I've always lived here. I moved okay. to Bend, like, part time. Okay. Kind of for, like, three months stents to just do a ton of hiking oh, okay well that's that. cool too yeah yeah that was cool that was really Heck cool yeah yeah but yeah it's cool to like find what you can like make work and mm-hmm. yeah, i think we all just want to be able to explore and have less tied down so yeah yeah thank you so much cool. for having me yeah thank you so much I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Again, if you have an inspirational story about how the outdoors positively impacted your life, please send a short synopsis to hikeoregon at hikeoregon.net and put in the subject line podcast guest. Thank you so much for listening. Stay safe and happy trails.